0: hi guys welcome back to 10 tips in 10 minutes today with christina glazar welcome christina
1: thank you stefan for this nice introduction so i want to talk a little bit about the program that i use to work with my vip clients who are all women who live with an alcoholic So the first point that that's the most important is, I teach the women how to calm down. How even in the midst of the biggest chaos, when it triggers and pushes all your buttons to just stay calm and cool like a cucumber. And that's not easy, but it can be done. I did it. If I could do it, so you can do it too. So that means essentially you try to stop that wheel that is turning in your brain. And you can use a word for that. That is something that sticks with you like stop or whatever it may be. And then you start deep breathing. There are all kinds of exercises you can do that calm you down and you just Google it and you will find it. YouTube has a, Variety, of world of videos that teaches you how to relax and calm down. Not just imagine, that works actually for every difficult situation where somebody pushes your buttons. It can be your boss. It can just be your husband that doesn't drink. Instead of just reacting to something, and like, there it goes. You just stay calm, take a step back. And maybe you have to say to him, even when he's boosted up, listen, honey, that really confuses me. Just give me a moment. Just give me a moment and let's talk later. It might help. It might not help. But the main point is that you stay calm and settle down in yourself. So that's the basis of my program. So I have some notes here, Zai. don't wanna lose my track. So the second point is that's as important and builds on the first point. It is refocusing on yourself and not on your partner. Stop controlling him. He does anyway what he needs to do. Stop searching for bottles. You might not even find them. He gets better at it. Believe me, I lift it, I know. I found bottles where I never thought I would find them long after he stopped drinking. Very inventive, those men. <laughs> so, the second part in that is think about yourself and your refocus. What do you really want from life? What are your dreams and hopes? Go there somewhere, just buried because you're so focused on him. So focus on trying to control what he's doing you forget yourself and maybe your children that doesn't mean you just put your children aside you just don't focus on what's necessary for you to do so first step is to calm down and you refocus on yourself and think what is it that you want I'm not even suggesting that you put now a game plan together to leave or to do this or that. That's not the point of that because you have to find yourself first in order to make a clear decision what you really want. And that's incredibly difficult. I was in that situation. I was so focused on trying to fix everything and make him good that I forgot myself. And I had to relearn that I matter. I had to relearn that I have dreams and hopes and wishes. And that's kind of the main point in that whole thing. Clarity that you need to to, to realize some of those dreams and wishes. That's the second step that builds on the first one. Once you're calm... You can refocus on yourself. And it does something else. It busts denial. It does because deep down, you don't wanna live in that chaos. You don't wanna have bottles laying around everywhere or finding them in every corner when you open a cupboard. You don't want that. So that's the second step. It's just brief, but it's super important because that's what you have to do. Calm and refocus on yourself. Stop all that crazy stuff you're doing to make him stop to control the situation. So now, I mentioned in the third, in the second step, that you should, that it busts denial. Well, I have another thing that busts denial for sure. When you look at your situation and to see him separate from his addiction, because right now you're not doing that. You just see him boozing and think he does it on purpose. Everything he says, he does it on purpose to beat you down. And he loves the bottle more than he loves you. Well, yeah, essentially he does because he's an addict. He needs it, his body needs it. If he just puts the bottle down, His body goes bananas. His brain goes bananas. He can die. That's why he cannot do it just like that. But you know, there is another person in it. Just remember when you got married or got together with him, maybe he was a little bit different. I bet he wasn't a full-blown alcoholic. That guy is still there somewhere. So you have to separate these two people. Now you can look at the addiction and what he does is out anger. You can take that anger, at least push down a little bit. It doesn't just go away. It's not that simple, but you know now, it's the alcohol that makes him do that stuff. And I know that's really hard, I know. But it was the denial because you have to face reality. There's no way around it you cannot dream I love him so much he will get better because I love him so much oh if you just have another baby things get better no they don't my mother did that she had finally a third child and it was that son he always wanted didn't change him at all he just drank more because he couldn't deal with the other child around him that makes noise and demands, and especially a son who focuses on the father as a role model. So just keep them in mind. You have to face reality. And it doesn't mean it has to be so bad. It just gives you control over yourself, over your own thoughts. And you can separate that whole chunk addiction and your life, him, separate from the addiction. It has nothing to do Is love for you or not loving you? It's the booze that makes it so bad. It's the booze. And he cannot just stop like that. It's wishful thinking. So what do you do? That would be the next step. You want to speak your truth. How do you do that with an alcoholic when he is droned out or whatever word you want to use for that well you can speak with him but there is a little trick to it when you speak with him and share something that maybe bothers you don't accuse him of something you just have an argument like that don't judge him tell him that he's a bad person in your own words of course you probably don't tell him you are a bad person, you probably say you're a jerk, you're an idiot. You cannot communicate with an alcoholic like that. Just imagine if somebody is insane to talk with an insane person like that, trying to speak your truth. So, the point of that whole exercise is that you are allowed to share your truth. You just have to do it in a way that doesn't trigger his anger. That's the whole key. And that goes back to separating yourself from his addiction and him and focus on yourself. This is about you, that whole program I offer. It's all about you. It's not about him. It's about you because you have to heal all that pain, that hurt, disappointment that has to heal. And if you can, you you have to find a way to do that. If you can't, we'll never have a peaceful conversation with him, even if he stops drinking. And that's hard when you look at him and he's boosted up and sleeping out his, you know, hangover or whatever you call that in this situation on the couch. And you rather want him in the bedroom that you don't have to look at him. It's just reality. <laughs> just reality, ladies. Okay, did I cover all? Yes, staying calm and assertive. That's just the only way to do it. Calm, assertive, know who you are, know what you want, which leads me right into the next point. Healthy boundaries. So how do you do that with a boozer? You can, if you follow all these little tips. And follows through is what you say. So example, he comes home at midnight completely drunk. You are already in bed and sleeping. At least you can pretend to sleep and are not really awake and just hoping. Maybe he comes home, is he drunk or not? You know what I mean. <laughs> so then he finally comes home and you pretend to sleep. Maybe you really sleep. And he just barges into the bedroom, makes noise, falls down, drops the shoes. And of course, now you're really awake, whether you slept or not. And your night is kind of screwed up now because you're upset. You want to cry, but you still pretend to sleep, right? But you can't sleep anymore until the morning or at least until you hear his snoring. So you can set boundaries and you have to make it about yourself. That's key. So in this situation, don't go to him and say, you always come drunk home. I hate that about you. Then you come in and make the the noise and all that. I hate that you are an idiot. I hate you. And he's up there. You have the biggest argument that you probably are going to lose and end up crying. So you can do it a different way. So you stay calm, pick the right moment where he isn't completely gone and calm. You know, those boosters always have moments where they are in a good mood, that happy moment they have, and they have exactly the right level of alcohol in them. And then you say to him, honey, listen, I have a little request, you know, that I have to get up at six in the morning and The kids go to bed too late anyway. So when I finally can turn in at 11 and you come home at midnight or 1, that's okay. Just I need my sleep to function, to pay the bill the next day, to go to work. Would you mind if you make some sort of arrangement when you go out and sleep in the guest room? Or maybe I set up the bed nicely for you and you can sleep. Then you don't have to worry to wake me up and make noise. You just can go in. It's just a simple example. It, You know, you know your hobby, the words to use. You know which words trigger him and which words don't trigger him. So use those. Pick that moment where he is a little happier and not searching for more booze because he needs it. That's really a bad moment or when he's already aggravated. And the most important thing, know why you ask for a boundary. Again, it has to be about you, about your well-being. Don't make it about him. That's super important. And now, what do you tell him if he breaks your boundary? Well, tell him you know if you get if I get too run down, I might have to take two days off and go to Sibyl or whatever girlfriend you have just to have a little bit better sleep that I get a breather for me that I can function again. Again, use the words, don't use my words, use your words. The things that he reacts positive to it. No, it's difficult, it's not easy. It's kind of walking on on thin ice sometimes. But if you do it that way, he might accept it. You have to try out what works with him. And then when it happens, follow through. If you don't, next time he just laughs in your face, you lose all credibility. He doesn't believe you anymore. He's an opportunist, the alcoholic. He will take advantage of anything that makes things easier for him. And again, that's not the man you love. It's the boozer, the alcohol in him, speaking. So I just raced through that one. And yeah, another point I almost forgot. Be clear about what you want. Very clear, precise, and clear, friendly, judgmental. Make it about you. And maybe you exercise it with a good friend you have. Maybe you try all that stuff that I just talked about with your boss who is a little too bossy or with a friend that pushes your button too often. It's easier to try it with someone who isn't an addict. Once you conquer that, you really have a good handle on your own well-being That's kind of the basics of my program. And now, something that's big or was big in my life is, so finally he stops. He actually stops. Of his own free will, he goes into rehab. Maybe you pushed him a little bit, but it's just not working for him anymore. My husband actually, I had to push him a little bit too. I just poured all these booze away. I wouldn't recommend that because I know from experience what's going to happen because I grew up with an alcoholic and you don't want that in your home. I was prepared to call the cops. Everything was set out. Didn't happen. He had a little window of clarity where he asked me for help. And then we got the ball rolling. So ladies... Now that day comes, he goes. First he think, yay, a little free time for me. Because, you know, he's gone for a while, hopefully. If he's lucky and can go into a decent rehab program. There, aren't de- there are tons of rehab programs. But in my opinion, not all are the same. And you have to find the right one for you that works for you. But that's a whole other story that you should think. Explore with another recovering alcoholic, right? So he goes to rehab and now he comes home. What now? Are you properly prepared? I'm sure if he was in a rehab program, they give you some guidelines. But those guidelines are kind of geared towards him, like keeping the environment clean of booze not to drink around him. Maybe his circle of friend changes, support that. Support his going to uh, AA, self-help groups, if he chooses to do so. And understanding that he needs a lot, a lot of time for himself. And that's kind of what you're left with. If you don't go into counseling yourself, I... Even believe in Al-Anon is not good enough for that and they will butcher me for that but I went to Al-Anon and nobody really prepared me for that and I didn't have this break that he went to rehab we didn't have health insurance so he came right home we actually went together through that time but I'm kind of a little weird in that aspect I'm very self-sufficient so I didn't have a problem at all with him taking time for himself to recover. But that's very unique. Most women just want to have everything like it was before he was drinking. It's not going to happen. The relationship is going to change a great deal. You have to fall in love with each other again all over. You have to have a lot of understanding and acceptance for each other. I think that's super important, forgiving, all that. If you cannot do that, then you have to leave and just neural real plan. If you can't do that for several years, it's not just over after a year, it takes several years, and you have to focus on yourself as you learned, as he still was drinking. Because you need to heal too. All these little habits and little quirky behaviors you had, you know, the silent treatment, if you didn't already learn to drop that, that's the moment that you use this time that he has to himself, you have to yourself, use that to work on yourself and heal yourself. And keep in mind, separating the alcohol from him is now key to find back to each other.
0: And how beautiful is that? Because ultimately, the only thing that changes in recovery is everything. You can remodel your life. And that is the most beautiful thing that anyone uh, is given. You are given a second chance. So here you go. Absolutely, Christina. Thank you so much for this beautiful ten points in ten minutes. Your your advice is gold, and I'm thank sure you. many many people out there will be very grateful for this condensed version.
1: Yeah, I yeah. hope so. You know, just a last before you go. You know, these steps are not my invention. I didn't invent the wheel. There, every program does it in some shape or form that you get offered. That way, key is that you get support to go through that. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard. I can use a counselor, a pastor, somebody like me, or somebody in the Al-Anon program, whatever helps you. That's my last point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And you guys out there, look after yourself. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>